and who'd have thought this would have been the story out of the housing market at the beginning of the year, you know, let alone in lockdown, March, April and so on. Real estate figures, latest ones show Kiwi spent $61 billion on residential property in the 11 months to November. That's up 25% on a year ago. So what do we make of it? And will 21 be the same? Uh, one Roof property commentator Ashley Church is with us. Good day, Ashley. Good day, Tim. Uh, are you surprised at how hot the market's been? Uh, I'm I'm more surprised than I expected to be. Put it that way. So midway through the year, there were there were a variety of predictions about what was going to happen to the market uh, post COVID, and they ranged from most of the major trading banks talking about a drop of anything sort of between five and fifteen percent. Yeah. Uh, through to people like myself who were a bit more nuanced, who were basically saying, look, the market was going to stay flat and it would take a while to recover. Um, it's done neither of those things. It's absolutely taken off. Um, and so these figures are kind of a reflection of that. Interestingly, though, if you look at these numbers, Tim, um, they shouldn't overly surprise us in, in a hot market. So, so the, the, there's two contributors to that. One of them is obviously that if, if house prices are increasing, then, then more money is going to be borrowed. That's just a simple fact. You need more money if you're going to be spending more on houses. But the second one is that, uh, uh, Auckland would have been expected to take off. There's this trend in what they call the property cycle that basically says that Auckland stays flat for three years and it, and it grows for about seven. Um, it was flat between 2017 and 2020, so you would expect that there would be more borrowing as the Auckland market heats so up. This is just, right. to fi- just, to, just to finish that, Tim, the um, the um, uh, that's the rest of the country that's a surprise because that should normally have been coming off the boil. That should okay, normally so now have been settling down. All right, so Auckland, you're saying, is basically pent-up demand, that yes. regular cycle. We've seen it for decades where, as you say, it, it runs up quickly and then it flattens off for a period, then it runs up again. Yeah, although the rest of the country is about three years behind Auckland. So the rest of the country, as you've probably observed, has been pretty strong for the last uh, six or seven years. You would have expected that to be flattening off in 2019, 2020 and gone flat for a while. It hasn't. It's, okay. it's continuing strong demand. There is, though, and I'm just looking at uh, the latest uh, of what will be many uh, comments on this. Um, The mayor of Whangarei, uh, Cheryl Mai, she's saying the government's got to get in and do something. Uh, We've got a worsening housing crisis. You know, the, the market is getting out of people's reach, she says. Yeah. Yeah, not true. <laughs> and I'll give you two. Re- Firstly, when we use the term, why is she crisis, wrong? Why is she well, wrong when you know she sees this? And uh, I'm, I'm not singling uh, Cheryl Mai out for. I'm not criticising. I'm just saying she is one of many around the country who are saying sure. we can't let this go on. Sure. So let's just re- reflect quickly on what we mean by that term, housing crisis, because there's two different things that people mean by that. There's a group of people who, when they talk about a housing crisis, are talking about a shortage of housing. And then there's another group, probably a larger group in the current environment, who, when they talk about a housing crisis, are talking about the increase in house prices. So so the, the, the fact that house prices go up over a period of time. Now, in respect of that second group, and remember that there is a trend that's been going on for 40 years in this country that basically says that house prices broadly double every 10 years in most parts of the country. If you look at who the victims of that are, and you start to drill down, you and I, people who own their own property, um, basically have done well out of that. So we haven't been victims of it. The victims, and they've become a more pronounced group this time around simply because house prices are getting larger, the victims are first-home buyers, people who are trying to get into the market for the first time. But even within that group, it's, a, it, it's not quite as simple as simply saying all first-home buyers. We know that the largest group of house buyers in the market over the last four or five years has been first-home buyers. Is so it the, not? The, 
Sorry, right. Ken, carry on, mate. Yeah, I, I think you've been really clear there. Is it not yeah. also fair to say that the victims here are renters, people who are not able to even think about buying a home, and they just sit getting further and further and further from their grasp? Yeah, but that's actually oversimplifying the issue. If you look at the, the rate of home ownership in this country for the last almost 100 years, it's remained remarkably consistent at about 65-35. So about 65% of Kiwis own their own home. There was a little bit of a spike in that in the 90s, but it's basically been around that number. And about 35% of people rent. Of those renters, there is a gradual movement, and there has been for a long period of time, of people into home ownership. And you see that in those first home buyer figures, because those aren't all young people. They're people moving, in some cases, from renting... Uh, to buying. Anyway, the point yes. I was going to make was if there's a crisis, right. the crisis is around young people being able to afford to get into a home, the way you solve that is not to bring down house prices, the way you solve it is to do things to help those people to get into the market.